Welcome to GovCast. I am your host, Managing Editor Amy Kluber. Originally established by executive order and then codified into law in 2002, the CIO Council is the interagency forum that aims to improve the management of IT across government. Senior advisor to the council is Alicia Yozi, also dual-hatted as an analyst at GSA's Office of Information Integrity and Access. Among other things, she talks about the efforts and opportunities for agencies to approach technology, workforce, and security. Alicia, thanks so much for joining us on GovCast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So what brought you to GSA? So I moved to Virginia from Pennsylvania in 2006, and I was working for a small communications company developing training events for the federal government on how to use and engage folks through new media platforms. And I was intrigued by the fact that the federal government was working hard to be present on those social media platforms and to connect with their customers where they were at at that time. And so around 2009, when an opening presented itself at GSA, doing similar work, helping government employees use those social media platforms, I applied. Nice. Did you always want to work in public service? I'm not sure if I set out with that goal, but I always chose service-oriented jobs. And After graduating from college, I worked directly with people who had disabilities to help get them services through the state and providing wraparound, a more holistic approach to care to those clients. And after jumping around a little bit, I was working events in the private sector and something was missing with that. So again, when I saw this opportunity in the federal government, it gave me the opportunity to move back to a service-oriented career while also changing my focus a little bit from folks with disabilities to the IT mission space. Cool. So describe your role at the CIO Council. Sure. Well, um, as you probably know, the CIO Council seeks to drive efficiencies and effectiveness across government spurring innovation, protecting and defending our resources, and more effectively bringing government services to citizens. And so in my role as senior advisor to the council, some of my responsibilities include providing strategic guidance for the council and committees, overseeing the projects that they initiate, managing their budget, and promoting a collaboration across the agencies and across the councils. So we interact very closely with the Chico Council, CFO Councils, and some of the other councils. What is the breakup of the small working groups on the council? And can you go into maybe why those were chosen? Sure. There are four committees, the Chief Information Security Officers Council, Innovation Committee, Workforce Committee, and what we call the Services, Strategies, and Infrastructure Committee. And these groups were chosen really to align with the drivers of the council's overall agenda and priorities. And we are making sure that we have talent and strategies to modernize the government. But we also closely align those committees with the president's management agenda and cap goals. So for example, the council's workforce committee focused on a cyber reskilling pilot this year, which directly aligns under the workforce of the 21st century cap goal. How are you helping agencies navigate opportunities and challenges for technologies like artificial intelligence? Right. Well, the president signed the executive order on AI back in February, and 
recently also hosted a summit. And so clearly CIOs are tracking AI and this makes it a priority for the CIO council. So internally, we are working on developing an AI playbook and helping agencies pilot AI, identifying the hurdles and barriers to adoption and helping craft solutions to those. We're also working on putting together a community of practice and facilitating a roundtable in November, actually, to discuss with a small group some of those hurdles and challenges. Who is going to be involved with that roundtable? Sure. Well, we actually haven't identified all the subject matter experts yet, but we're looking at inviting the folks from OSTP who are working on AI at the White House, as well as some of the innovators across government who have piloted AI already in their agencies, and then the leadership in the AI working groups. Do you think there's a lot of opportunity in government for best practices to be shared? And where do you see the future of that going? Absolutely. That's one of the things we try and do well with the CIO Council is connect the folks who are doing innovative things across the agencies and then start developing best practices and tips for other agencies so that they can also pilot and move forward. And what are some of the other priorities maybe other than artificial intelligence? Right. So we work closely with the CIOs to make sure that we are hitting the priorities and crafting agendas that are relevant to them. And so right now we know, of course, cybersecurity, like I mentioned, workforce initiatives, data, using data and artificial intelligence, and IT modernization. How do you see CIO priorities changing across government with the prevalence of some of these emerging technologies? Right. Well, agencies, CIOs, are focused on the agency mission as the number one priority. However, I think they're continuously adjusting to include new technologies. And like I said earlier, when I came to GSA in 2009, the emerging technologies were social media platforms, and agencies were working to integrate those into their business processes. And while we may use different tactics to address these emerging technologies moving forward, our priorities and missions haven't really changed. So, for example, they're still asking questions about, is this secure? Do I have the workforce to help implement? What is my return on investment for these things? In the past, you've had a bit of a customer experience focus. How do you see GSA and other agencies continuing to factor in customer experience throughout implementation of technology? Sure. Well, let me be clear. Customer experience continues to be a big part of my job at GSA, and it's just that the customers have changed a little bit. But I see agencies working hard to create easier transactions by breaking down barriers to their services and wrapping their arms around all the points of entry, whether it be in person, online, on the phone, and giving their customer a singular experience. And I think more and more as our interactions as citizens are more personalized digitally, that we expect the same thing from the government, right? So then agencies realize that and they're citizens too, and they work towards that same personalized experience for citizens through their services. What are some of the biggest challenges you have had to face at the agency? Right. Well, look. The men and women who make up the CIO Council have very important jobs. They're literally securing our nation, supporting law enforcement, sharing data on health risks, 
And so finding ways to continue to make the CIO Council a priority for them and keeping it relevant and a value add can be a challenge. But as I mentioned earlier, we work really hard on this, connecting with the CIOs and making sure that we are working toward their priorities, including cybersecurity and IT modernization, and making sure, again, that we are just hitting all the marks in terms of relevancy and keeping them engaged. Going back on the workforce um, scenario, we cover that a lot at Government CIO Meeting Research. Uh, we look at retention and we look at how modernizing technologies presents workforce issues and challenges as far as reskilling. Where do you think the nation has room to grow as far as attracting new talent and keeping up to pace with, let's say, the private sector and taking that talent, I guess? Sure. And as you mentioned, I think everyone's going to have to plan and adapt to the rapid pace of emerging technologies and start looking at new ways to engage the workforce. And the government's no exception to that. It's essential for the competitiveness of the government in hiring new talent. But also what excites me specifically around reskilling is that it gives people who've dedicated themselves to federal service the opportunity to grow and step into new roles and, you know, possibly stay within their agency or at least move to another federal agency. And really that's how I found myself in different positions was reskilling and learning new technologies and learning new skills to grow. So you might be an inspiration for a lot of people (laughs) who are facing this problem. That's interesting. What did you learn during your time as platform manager for digital.gov? Sure. I learned a lot during that time. I learned how to transition a website through a redesign and rebranding. And that came in very handy this past year as I worked on the redesign of CIO.gov. I was also responsible for identifying user needs and prioritizing those needs. So I would intake those needs and then it took some finesse and customer service skills to work with the developers to prioritize and make those user needs realized. And then I learned that identifying the problem and not the solution is a a better angle. So users don't necessarily always know what they need, but they know what the problem is, where they can't do what they want to do. And so starting with that was a really aha moment for me. And when you start with the problem, the solution actually becomes a little bit easier to identify. And then going back into your history, I saw you pursued a degree in in creative arts therapy. How has that informed how you tackle some of the government IT initiatives today? Yes, my path has been very interesting for sure. So growing up, I was a dancer, classically trained, and it was a passion of mine, is a passion of mine. And so in college, I was a performer, but I only chose dance as my minor. I chose psychology and business as my majors, thinking that a dance career could possibly be short-lived. And really, I did have a passion for helping people. I wasn't just sure how to do that yet. So after college, I wanted to move to the city and continue to pursue dance and performing. And in that, I started looking for a postgraduate degree And this creative arts therapy really did blend my love of dance with a service-oriented career and um, using my psychology degree to help people. 
Wow. I'm actually also a dancer, so I can completely relate to that. But that's interesting how you can combine that creative side with the technological side a little bit and public <laughs> service as well. So that's interesting. I wouldn't think that those could be connected, but here we are. <laughs> yes, here we are. As I said, my path has been interesting. But, you know, I was able to take a lot away from um, what I learned through that degree, although I'm not working in that field anymore. And just learning how to work with different people is a, a big takeaway from my time in that in those roles. And also how to receive feedback and not take it personally, but move forward and continue to stay focused and stay on course. Do you feel like you exercise that creative part to your brain very much? I do, especially, again, with the redesign of CIO.gov and some of the creative thinking that we do around some of the content campaigns. And certainly in my personal life, I find ways to exercise that. In the spirit of Cybersecurity Awareness Month that we're currently celebrating, what are some things the CIO Council has planned regarding cybersecurity efforts? Sure. So we've worked really closely with the Chief Information Security Officers Council and DHS on a campaign throughout the month. So each week we're focusing on a dis different aspect of cybersecurity to educate the federal workforce. We kicked off with a blog from Grant Schneider, who's the federal CISO. And then each week we've focused on a different aspect, like I said, mobile security, Wi-Fi and travel, phishing. And then next week we close the month with securing your home network while teleworking. We also have a few other blogs planned, and we're helping to promote agency events across the government. And we're also tweeting about the resources that we have up online. There are a few videos and one-pagers that federal employees can download or watch so that they can learn more about the cybersecurity efforts and how to secure themselves. How do you see this, the priorities of the CIO Council changing in the future you know, you mentioned just now how to secure your home network while teleworking. Teleworking is kind of a booming, I guess, feature of working for the government or actually anywhere. So how do you think those priorities are changing? Sure. Again, I'm not sure that the priorities are changing. We're just sort of expanding the reach. And so whereas cybersecurity once only focused on the Internet while you're plugged in at work. Now it's focusing on securing the home network and also securing the platforms that agencies use to connect with citizens or to connect internally. So if you could look back, let's say in a year from now, and you could look back on your year, what would you describe to be your mission accomplished? That's a good question. I think as long as the CIO Council is meeting all of their marks in terms of priorities that they've set forth for FY20, as well as executing on all the projects that we have planned, which we haven't laid out yet for the entire year, but getting all those things off the ground and executed and giving agencies a path forward, I think will feel like success. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Alicia. This was a good conversation. Glad to have learned more about the CIO Council and efforts at GSA. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of the council next. Thank you. Thanks so much. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentcio.com slash podcasts. GovCast is produced and hosted by Amy Kluber. It is edited by Resonate Recordings.
Theme music provided by Big Hoax. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com. Mm-hmm.